as all that is here to this great city of Baltimore. Ladies and gentlemen, from Baltimore, Maryland. Wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the Rama podcast. Today, we're talking about uh, Adam Cole, big name in the news right now. Word is that his WWE contract expires at the end of August, uh, right after SummerSlam. Um, it actually expired sometime in July, and I guess the people in the WWE office didn't realize it. Uh, so they asked him, Hey, can you? Stick around through SummerSlam, and then we'll uh, we'll try to work something out afterwards. Dude's a super cool guy, so of course he said, yeah, he'll stick around. Um, we're going to talk about uh, my experiences with Cole in the Maryland area, booking him for uh, groups, Eastern Wrestling Alliance, and Maryland Championship Wrestling. Um, but the guy really has the wrestling world in the palm of his hand right now. Um He's been with NXT, I guess, for about four years now. Um, and I just don't see them bringing him up to the main roster, um, whether it be Raw or SmackDown. And even if they did, uh, how would they use him? You know, would he be like uh, Drew Gulak running after the, uh, the 24-7 title? Would he be like, you know... Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, two guys that are much, much bigger than him and who you would think uh, WWE uh, sees when they think of top-tier guys, the bigger guys. They're, you know, these guys are losing back and forth to each other on Raw. Um, you know, or will, will they push him? And I know he he grew up uh, being a big fan of Shawn Michaels. Um, so he's probably thrilled just working side by side with Sean right now in NXT, but he can't stay in NXT forever and they're not going to pay, uh, somebody in NXT main roster money. You know, he's not making, uh, down in NXT what he would be making on Raw or SmackDown. Um, I know, I mean, no firsthand knowledge, but I know AEW would love to get their hands on Cole. Um, and really, as a fan, I think there's so many fresh matchups for him over there. Um, not only Kenny Omega, um, Aleister Black, or Malachi Black, um, but you got uh, CM Punk coming over. You got uh, Brian Danielson coming over. Um, you know, you got Penta. You got Phoenix. So many great fresh matchups over there. Um and he would also have the freedom, I'm sure, to work New Japan um, to maybe pop up on an independent. Uh, we saw Alistair Black, Tommy N, just pop up on PWG out in California over the weekend. 
And I know Adam Cole was huge over in PWG before signing uh, with NXT. So I'm sure he'd have a lot more freedom of working, working other places. And, you know, it'd be cool to see him maybe pop up on Impact, like we see the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega doing often. Um, just so so many possibilities, and I know, um, I know they would love to get their hands on him and and give him a little bit more freedom, a little bit more creative control. He's not going to ask for a lot. Dude was always super cool. Um, he doesn't have a big ego, um, so he's not going to ask for a lot. But I'm sure AEW will give him more freedom uh, creatively than what WWE would. Uh, but I guess we're, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks where he winds up. AEW or, or WWE, whether it be staying in NXT or moving up to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, but today we're going to talk about his start. Really, I guess his his early start. Um, he was with, uh, I know he started with CZW, but then he started coming down to Maryland uh, the summer of 2008, I believe it was. He had just turned 18. Um I was booking Eastern Wrestling Alliance and Maryland Championship Wrestling at the time. Um, and he would come down with guys like Drew Gulak, uh, DJ Hyde. Um, and he would just, you know, be there, introduce himself and, you know, hang out in the back. Was was never an issue. Um, and then it came a time where we were booking a – we did – we would often do free shows for the fans to, uh, I guess, feature our students um, who were learning, um, give some of our established guys some more ring time, uh, but also I would use it as an opportunity to look at new talent. Um, you know, guys would, would come to shows all the time and, you know, I can't just put you on a, a, a paid main show uh, because the show's already booked. Uh, but for those who would pop up at a free show, more opportunity to to throw you in a match there and see what you can do. Um, and that's what we did the summer 2008. We used uh, we used Adam. Um, it was an outdoor show. I think it was at the school. It may have been. We used to do sponsored shows at a car dealership, um, but I think it was at our school. It was an outdoor show. It was a pretty nice crowd for a free, you know, outdoor show that. You weren't promised many big matches or many big angles. It was just like, hey, come watch, come watch wrestling. Um, it was a pretty, pretty big crowd. Um, and what I would do often is uh, hang out in the crowd during some matches to kind of get their vibe, who they were liking, who they didn't like, their reactions. Um, especially with with the new guys. Um, if it was a new guy coming down wanting a shot. I'd, I'd watch the match and see what they could do. Um, so I remember first time we used Adam, it was in the summertime. I think he had just turned 18. Um, I forget who I forget who we put him against. Um, but his match came up. I went out in the crowd. And this is God's honest truth. It was, uh, it was a summer day. It wasn't hot, but it was a warm summer day. Nice crowd. I went out in the crowd. Um, and I just so happened to stand behind um, a, a group that included a few females. I'm watching the match. Um, you know, he was pretty impressive. But what blew me away and what sold me on Adam Cole 
was one of the girls in front of me got on the phone during Adam Cole's match. And this is God's honest truth. She got on her phone during his match and called one of her friends. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was a girlfriend, female friend, and said, you have to get to this match and see this guy. And Adam had just turned 18. Um, this girl was, you know, definitely in her 20s, maybe mid-20s. Um, but she's calling her friend on the phone, telling them that they've got to get to this wrestling match and see this guy. I immediately went backstage, waited for Adam after his match, and asked him, can he work our next show, which was a, a you know, a paid main show at one of the buildings we booked. Um, he said, absolutely. And uh, we did an intermission. And... <laughs> We went out and uh, said, hey, our next show is, I think we were in Parkville at the time. Um, our next show is in Parkville, Tall Cedars Hall. You know, come see the main event guys and also appearing will be Adam Cole. I wanted to make sure that female in the crowd and her friend knew that Adam would be uh, on that next show and for them to come buy some tickets. But stuff like that's important. Um, you always want to listen to the crowd, whether you're a wrestler or you're a promoter or you're booking the matches. You always want to listen to the crowd. And if it wasn't for me standing in that crowd during Adam Cole's match, you know, I may not have used them as quickly as I did. Um, but I did. I, I brought him in. Um, I used him every show for probably the, the next I guess three years until he was signed with Ring of Honor. Um, I used him with uh, I used him at EWA immediately. Um, so if that show was in July or August, he was on our next show in September. Um, I believe by the end of 2008, if not maybe January 2009, he was the EWA Cruiserweight Champion. Um, I remember we had we had some great cruiserweight champions, um, really really good guys, quality workers. Drew Gulak was a cruiserweight champion. We had some shitty smarmy heels, chicken shit heels. I believe that's uh, the guy that Adam beat for the for the cruiserweight champion. Um, but we had a good good series of cruiserweight champions going from guys like Drew Gulak um, and then, you know, switching back and forth, winding up with Adam Cole. Um, but he was a cruiserweight champion for EWA by January 2009, and we would feature him as, you know, as long as CZW wasn't running the show because that was his home federation, he was on our EWA shows. And he still came down to a lot of the, the free shows we would hold at the schools or hold at the uh, – uh, we would do free shows at a car dealership. They would pay to have wrestling and and to, uh, you know, bring a crowd in and hopefully they would sell a car. Um, so, yeah, he was cruiserweight champion for EWA. Um, I'm thinking December of 08 or January of 2009. I started using him with Maryland Championship Wrestling at the end of 2008. Um probably December also, but we used him and his tag team partner at the time, Tyler uh, Veritas. They were a tag team up in uh, CZW and um, MC. we started using him with MCW 
Um, same thing. I started using him at the end of 2008, and he was there all the way up until signing with Ring of Honor. And, you know, he would still pop in to make an appearance when he could. Um, but we slowly pulled him away from Tyler Veritas and a tag team and started putting him. We would do dark matches on MCW, um, kind of like a pre-show match. Um, again, trying to look at some new guys and, you know, give the fans a, something a little extra. But we used um, we used Adam in a – I'm pretty sure it was a dark match or maybe it was like one of the earlier opening matches. But we put him against Josh Daniels, who was a hard-hitting guy. Um, he came out to the Pride. Uh, if, you, if you ever watched Pride MMA, Pride Fighting Championships, um, he came out to their theme song. Um, stiff chops, great technical wrestler, nice, snug, stiff guy. But we put Adam in a singles match against Josh Daniels. Um, and I remember talking to the MCW promoter at the time, um, you know, really wouldn't Adam to basically dig an ass whipping and just to show that he's, he's never going to give up. Um, you know, he's not going to beat Josh Daniels. Josh, you know, was a former... TV champion, MCW TV champion, former cruiserweight champion, I believe. And, you know, Adam certainly wasn't going to beat Josh Daniels, but he was, we wanted to show the crowd. This was a new crowd, even though it's in the same town, MCW and EWA drew very different crowds. Um, so they saw Adam a few shows in a tag team match, and this was their first chance to see him as a singles. And he did, he took an ass whooping. Um, and I remember at the end, uh, to really sell it at the end of the match, I think it was a submission. Maybe he tapped out or something. It was it was decisive win, but Adam took an ass whooping, and uh, the promoter got in the ring to try to you know give Adam a, a helping hand to get up. And Adam, being the true white meat baby face that he is, rejected the help, got up on his own. And the crowd was into him from that point on. Just something little like that. Uh, I mean, I, he was going to be a star regardless of how we introduced him as a single. Um, but little stuff like that will, can really help turn the crowd one way or another. And them seeing him take out ass whooping and, and not wanting any help to get on his feet after the match really, really put the crowd over the top with, uh, with like an Adam Cole. Um so that was early 2009. By the summer of 2009, the Shane Shamrock tournament, which was like a, a big annual cruiserweight tournament MCW would hold. Um, but by that summer, uh, Adam was in the finals of the Shamrock Cup tournament. So he goes from the summer of 2008 wrestling, uh, you know, just turning 18, wrestling at a free outdoor show to one year later, summer 2009, uh, being in the finals of the biggest uh, tournament for Maryland wrestling at the time. Um, like I said, he was in the finals, I believe the month after or the show after. He won the MCW TV title, uh, the Rage TV title. And it was, it was cool because, like I said, I was booking EWA at the time, and I was also booking MCW. So you had to keep things. You couldn't have 
Adam being a white meat baby face in MCW and being a, a shit eating heel in EWA and vice versa. You couldn't have him, you know, being a, a smarmy heel in EWA and being that, or excuse me, a top baby face in EWA and a smarmy heel in MCW. It just wouldn't make sense. But we were pushing not only Adam, but another guy at the same time, Ryan McBride. Um, also, he, he was the top babyface in Maryland at the time, still wrestles uh, MCW. Now he's the top, I think he's the top heel, um, or one of the top heels for MCW. But we were pushing these guys, so um, Adam had the cruiserweight title or the TV title. Uh, Ryan had the cruiserweight title in MCW, and you had these two baby faces that the fans just loved. Um, and then we would do, uh, I remember at one of the free shows we did at EWA, this was after the Shamrock Cup. So it was maybe like late summer 2009. We did Ryan McBride versus Adam Cole um, at one of the free shows. You know, just kind of seeing how they work together, seeing how the fans react. Um, you know, kind of planting seeds for the future. Um, and it was a good match. You know, they both were still the, the baby face. Um, it was a good match. Um, I can't remember the finish, to be honest with you. Um, but after, you know, the fans were into it all the way. Um, and after seeing these fans' reaction at a free show, I then started a story where we were going to turn Adam on Ryan. And the best way to do that was to bring the MCW tag team champions who also worked EWA um, to have, I believe they jumped Ryan or they did something with Ryan, beat him up at an MCW show or, you know, jumped him somewhere. But it set up a tag match, and Ryan needed a partner. So, of course, who who's he going to pick but the other white meat baby face in the area? So it was the two top baby faces against the heel tag team champions. So it was the two white meat baby faces in the area against the MCW tag team champions at an EWA event. I know it gets confusing. Um, but it, it was it was fun to start it in one area and keep it running, or not one area, one one federation, and keep it running in another federation. Um, so we have Ryan and Adam against uh, the Rehoboth Beach Crew. They were both, you know, both of those guys really, Tyler Hilton and uh, Zachary Shane and Ryan too. Um, I don't know if they came along too early um, or what what was up, but all three of those guys really should have been on TV wrestling at some point. All of them just as good as Adam. Um, Ryan McBride was a, a daredevil high flyer. Um, when I first saw Tyler Hilton, I thought it was, you know, Tommy Rich in 1980. He was such a a nice sized baby face who could wrestle. Um, and Zachary Shane, he was that, that piece of shit heel that everybody thought they could beat up and wanted to beat up. 
Uh, but really, all three of those guys should have been wrestling on TV. Uh, again, I don't know if they came along a year or two early um, or what the deal was, but we had four great guys in that match, Adam Ryan against the RBC. Um, and I forget the... I forget how we got to it, but we had Adam turn on Ryan in that match. And it was probably September. It might may have been October 2009. We had uh, Adam turn on uh, Ryan in that match. And then he became the uh, a character he was doing or he did up in CZW, uh, the Panama City Playboy, which was going from one extreme to another, the, the baby face that everybody loved to the piece of shit heel that, you know, everybody wanted to beat up. Uh, the guy, the guy was great in both roles. Um, and we carried that feud between EWA and MCW. We carried that feud for a year. Um, tag matches, uh, singles matches, Cage, I, I, it's it ended with a cage match, I believe, and that would have been right at the end of 2010, and then shortly after that, of course, uh, Adam signed with Ring of Honor. Uh, but we carried that that feud between two federations for a full year, and it was great matches um, throughout that year. I was very lucky to work with with two quality guys. I got both of them very humble, very appreciative of whatever. You offered them um, never uh, the way Adam is, is Ryan was too. I really, everybody, everybody in those locker rooms were great. Um, but to be two top guys and knowing how talented they both were, neither one of them were ever a problem, never an issue. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Adam's that way now with, uh, with NXT. Um, but it, it was fun. We had them for about three years. Uh, he would come down and work free shows. And when I say free, I mean free. It was free for the fans and uh, the wrestlers worked for free. He would drive down from Pennsylvania and usually it was him and DJ or, you know, him, DJ and Drew. So it was three or four to a car and they would, you know, they brought guys. They would bring guys like, um, you know, Joe Gacy would come down to some free shows. He's in NXT now. Um I forget some of the other names. Tyler Veritas, who was his, you know, partner, he came down a few shows, but it was usually a, a car load. Four of them were coming down, and and with the paid shows, um, you know, Drew, DJ, uh, we had Blackout many times, uh, Sabian, Joker, Robbie Marino coming down. Um, but sticking with the point of the free shows, when it was a free show, it was free. Fans got in free, and the boys. Uh, put in their time in the ring for free. Nobody, the fans didn't pay and the wrestlers didn't get paid. So um, I appreciated their efforts so much more because they would still drive, you know, hour and a half, two hours to come down and work for free. Um, but, you know, I, I think Adam's going to be successful no matter where he goes, where he decides. Uh, personally, I would say AEW just because of the freedom, um, the fresh matches, um, and also the, the ability to work elsewhere. Like I said, I'm sure he'll be able to work in Japan, uh, work some independence. Wouldn't it be awesome to see uh, him in a, a Ring of Honor match one more time? You know, maybe he 
goes back there. Wouldn't it be great to see him in MCW one more time? Um, same with, you know, guys like Brian Danielson. It'd be awesome to see him in a Ring of Honor match one more time. But And, and also, he's with, uh, you know, his girlfriend works for AEW, the women's champion. Um, so that may play into it as well. But either way, he's going to be success, successful no matter where he goes. Great guy. Wish him nothing but the best. Um, and it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting to see where he goes. But best of luck to him no matter where he goes. And if you, uh, if you remember seeing Adam at some of those early EWA and MCW shows, why don't you send in your thoughts? You can find us online, facebook.com backslash Rama. We're on Twitter at Rama. Uh, if you want to email us, you can send it to rasslerama at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us today. And until next time, take care and see ya. Has all that is here to this great city of Baltimore. Ladies and gentlemen, from Baltimore, Maryland. If there's anybody that's a big star in Baltimore, it's you. The Baltimore, you like it or not, you better learn to listen because I'm the best million. It is tonight, and Jack and Jim Ruffling returns to Baltimore, the Baltimore Civic Center tonight. And I have picked Baltimore else to be the place where this war is going to come to an end because they got a lot of nice, fine hospitals there. You know it, I know it, and Baltimore is. It's the night of champions in Baltimore, Maryland, in the Civic Center.